Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication. Tickets are on sale now, so for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. This is the Italian Wine Club. Laika, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, Laika is our clubhouse manager, of course, and why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on today? Okay, so today's going to be um, an interview of um, Anna. Uh, she's our Italian wine ambassador, and she will be interviewing um, Adolfo Scuoto um, from Tenuta Scuoto. I think it's one of the, the, the wineries that were visited during the Via Gita Scolastica recently. Oh, so it was from Campania. Yes. Gita Scolastica. Mm-hmm. You see, this is what we're talking about. This is what it's all about, the Gita Scolastica, so that they can meet the producers um, get to know them better and then introduce them to their colleagues and mm-hmm. wine professionals all over the world. Okay, ciao, Anna. Hello, I'm here. Okay. Hey, Anna, where are you? Are you hey. still in um, Slovenia? Oh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm going to, to be here for, for now. <laughs> How is that going? How long has it been now in Slovenia? Oh, it's been uh, two months already. Right. Yeah, I've met uh, somebody association, the president. I've been to some uh, winemakers. I visited Movia. I visited uh, uh, Gravner and uh, Primosic. So, so oh, excellent. And and you are you in touch with Valentin? Yes, sure. And Fanny is arriving um, next week, so I think we'll have some tastings together. So we'll have uh, via uh, ambassadors reunion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when? When are you doing that? That's so exciting. Oh, uh, Fanny is coming next week for a business trip. And uh, it oh. will be me, Valentin, and her just meeting all together. Oh, my goodness. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad when you guys can connect outside of the classroom and during Vinitaly. And now you guys are friends for life. I really make, love making that love connection happen. Yeah. Stevie Listen. is really a treasure. This 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 uh, community is really a treasure for me, and especially in this situation. Yes, know? I know it's a difficult situation for for everybody. I don't want to uh, politicize uh, Clubhouse or the uh, community, but I know there are difficult situations everywhere, especially since the mobilization. So, Anna, 
Obuhovska. How do you say that? I never can get that right. <laughs> you did it right, actually. It's Abuhovskaya. Yeah. Just a, just a bit. Uh, Skaya. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, one day I will get it right, Anna. So, Anna, listen. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your favorite wine producer you've chosen today for the call, Adolfo Squatto. Yes. Well, um, I've chosen this wine uh, of, of Adolfo uh, because uh, we recently been to Campania on a Gita Scholastica trip, uh, which was organized uh, by sommeliers of Campania, sommeliers and winemakers, and you were there also. And it was such a great uh, deep dive into wines of the region. We visited main production zones, Campi Fligieri, Apini, and Sanio, and had seminars, met producers. They tasted a lot of Alianico, Fiano, uh, and, and Greco, and Piedirosso, and Falangina. And one night we had a dinner with various producers uh, from Avellino, from Erpini region, and with, I tasted wine from Fiano, from Tinuta Scorote, and I was. I was it was really expressive in the glass. It was so particular, and I wondered uh, whether it was coming from Lapio. So I asked this question, uh, or I gave it to a winemaker, and he said, uh, "I'm actually coming from Lapio. How did you know that?" And I said, "Well, because your wine is of such a great quality." And I asked him to tell me a little bit about this uh, whole land of uh, Fiano and and so on. So I decided it would be really great uh, to have uh, uh, Adolfo talk to us today and uh, and just have a have a talk about this Grand Cru zone for Fiano. So because uh, I'm really impressed, uh, I was really attracted by Fiano variety uh, wines during this trip, and I would like to spread a good word on it with the help of Adolfo. Okay, excellent. And then we'll come back and see if there are any questions. What will be, as you know, we are obsessed with learning objectives. So please tell our audience what we expect to learn from this call today with Adolfo Scotta. Mm -hmm. Well, as I mentioned, uh, Tenuta Scotta is located in Lapio, which is a small town east of Avellino in the Campania region. And it's exactly where Fiano variety comes from originally. So I would like us today to discuss the unique terroir, terroir of Lapio and what is better to understand the traits of Fiano variety, which grows there. Because when uh, a grape variety has been known in some area for centuries, it is for reason, I believe. Because great site-specific wines speak of much more than just soil, climate, and viticulture practices. I believe that they inspire us and give us a truly unique experience. Excellent. Listen, Anna, so I'm going to now uh, leave you. You can take it away and go on with your call with Adolfo. I'll just be um, listening to you guys and then perhaps come back to see if there are any questions from the audience. Okay? Sure. Okay. Sure. Ciao, Great. Anna. Thank Ciao, you. Adolfo. Ciao. So, hello, everyone. Let's continue with uh, with Adolfo Scorta. Let me tell a few uh things about his biography. He was born in Naples in uh, 1978 and graduated with honors in economics and business from the University of Naples with a thesis of marketing. 
and he began his professional career working as a marketing consultant and a renovated consultant firm. During this time, he was able to deal with different assignments for thus explore several and fascinating sectors. He was subsequently accepted an appointment as CEO for a company to lead and accelerate its digital transition. In 2008, he decided to follow his dream, creating a winery in Erpinia with his father. From the outset, he planned clear, but most importantly, real objectives binding timetables. To notice Coata's wine is not only had to graphite the sentence, the senses, but had to become a veritable ambassador of convivial <laughs> sorry, it's a difficult word. Conviviality of South of Italy, unique and authentic. Did I get it right, Adolfo? Yes. Hello, hello everyone. Hello, yes, Anna. hello, hello, Adolfo. Did I get everything correct? Uh, yes. It, yes, it's all correct. All right, great. So, please, uh, um, I prepared a few questions for you. Could you please tell us a brief story of Tenuta's Coata, when it was found, and who who is in charge of winemaking uh, now, these days? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me in this special room. I'm so glad I got the chance to talk about my wines, my land, my traditions, my regions my whole life, but uh, I'm terrified <laughs> because English is not my cup of tea. But I swear that I'll do my best to be around to answer all uh, your questions. But you please be good to me. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> um, well, uh, Scotto, Scotto family, Napolitan by birth, was driven to, see, to Seattle in Irpinia, Avellino province, in 2008 by its passion for wine and its desire to experience cooperation between men and nature. Thanks also to the cooperation of our experienced consultants, we have created a team that took the challenge upon themselves to become emotions producers. A clear division of responsibility was crucial to get a high level of accountability for actions and decisions and to accelerate achievement process on wine market. Also in relationship with my father, he is in charge of entire production chain, while I'm care, I'm care communication and market interest, domestic and foreign. Oh, that's really impressive. Thank you. Uh, so it's you and your father mainly working for, for the winery, right? It's yeah. a family business. Yeah, family business. Yes. Okay. And who is in charge? Uh, who is an enologist? Who is the winemaker? Yes, we we have a, a, an enologist. Yes, is uh, our consultant. Okay, understand. So uh, I'm I'm really uh, curious about uh, since you come from Lapio uh, yeah. area, I'm I'm really curious about the details of uh, soils and climate. Uh, uh, that make it different from other places in Campania. Could you please be more specific and uh, tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks for this question. And uh, thanks to having uh, spotlighted on this city, Labio. I know by 
by many, but in disputed the productive, productive heart of a piano. Here, the piano grip reached its highest standards of quality. In fact, its name, Lapio, seems to trace its origins in name of the grip piano planted in this area many, many years ago, from Greeks probably, or from an, an ancient population of Liguria, Apuani. Lapio name comes from Apia, agriculture area where was produced Apiana grape. Apiana grape, over time, has turned into a fiano grape and to definitely become fiano. Are you, are you surprised of the origin of the name and the link with the Lapio city, Anna? Um, no, I haven't. I have never been uh, to Lapio area, so I'm really curious. Uh, what is the uh, type of soil there? What is the climate? Is it hot there? Do you have uh, colder winters? Do you have snow? In fact, yeah, yeah, because it's very interesting. Uh, the origin of the name uh, and the link and the, the link uh, between uh, the city, the, the name of the city, and uh, the name of the grave. Um, returning to the characteristic of the terroir, the vines from this area are cultivated at an altitude of uh, 450 to 500 meters, where the cooler temperatures allow grapes to enjoy the persistent summer sunshine without overheating or having their photosynthesis shut down. This uh, allows them to ripen without losing too much acidity, an effect magnified by the good day-night temperature variation. Proper ventilation prevents the formation of mold, and the picking the grapes will be healthier and at the same time resilient. Fiano wine stands out thanks to the unique characteristic of the volcanic substrata. As I said, uh, uh, scienza, professor scienza, and uh, clay and sand soils. It is believed that this land, the wine, its aromatic and mineral complexity and its longevity. Respect other places of Campania, we have all the best climatic conditional conditions, especially, especially for a grape which grows in the south of Italy with high medium temperature. In fact, for example, we have the structure of the wine of the south, but in the same time, the freshness acidity, typical of the wine of the north, high altitude wines. The taste is typical of a wine from the southern part. Thus, it is a bit muscular and bold, but this is contrabalanced by an acidity that give it elegance and then a certain and certain verticality and easy of drinking. Well, that's uh, that's very true. I really like this comparison uh, to a truly southern character and uh, in fact some treats from the wines of north. Because what I noticed from uh, from your wine is that it has such a vivid salinity in the taste. You know, and it has such a good structure and uh, really good, uh, I would call it a skeleton of acidity, which holds up the whole wine together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's quite, uh, quite rich on aromas, which I think also because of the, of the climate that you described, that it's higher altitudes and really cooler air. 
than down in the in the coastal area. So that's that's really interesting. So are there uh, many wineries, in fact, in Lapio area nowadays? How many are there? Uh, yeah, in the in the last years are born some new producers, but only few for there have the winery with the entire entire vinification process inside. Uh, the reason is simple. The reason is that before uh, they were only growers, and thanks to a good promotion on the market of this city made from the old producer like me, to to start a vinification project. Anyway. Uh, I just count uh, five or six wineries uh, with the vineyards and the wineries uh, in Lapio. Obviously, there are different sites. Uh, I am the bigger in Lapio in this moment, but uh, I produce uh, uh, under uh, 100,000 uh, bottles uh, per year. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite impressive. Uh, couldn't realize it's, uh, that Lapio, in fact, is so so small with, uh, with the yeah. wine producers. Yeah. But, uh, it's, but it's uh, assuming the quality of wine, I think it's really a prospective uh, wine zone. So, um, uh, do you, so, you know, uh, we uh, often during this visit to Campania, we often discuss with producers sustainability, that it seems to be the key approach for, for many of them. Do you think uh, do you think it's a good uh, way for your winery? Do you share this idea of sustainability for for Tenutus Corte? Yeah, yeah. I I would like to talk um, about ethics professional instead of sustainability, especially especially today. Many people, not you, <laughs> obviously, many people use this kind of word, but ignore the profound significance. We could talk about this topic ad infinitum and how it is become the object of a political and economic speculation. By the way, in a wine producer, this notion should be deeply rooted in the characteristic of his job. I hope so. We try to value what nature gives us, not destroy it. So, I conclude by saying sustainability means meeting today's needs without compromising the ability of a future generation to meet theirs. And to do it, we need to environment respect without natural resource deple depletion and habitat exploitation. Uh, does that mean that you um, use only natural... Uh, do you use any, I don't know, yeah. like chemicals in, uh, on the on the on the wine yard? Like, could you please be more specific on on your work you do in the wine yard and in the cellar? Um, uh, um, about uh, vineyard management, uh, plant health care operations are performed using integrated production criteria with both uh, synthetic substances and agronomic. Uh, following adversity cyclicity and the weather condition careful. Uh, our, our production philosophy requires uh, in add uh, to choice the best moment starting the harvest. And uh, in, uh, in cellar, uh, we use uh, uh, the, the most uh, performance uh, uh, equipment to guarantee the quality of the, the grape and uh, to save uh, the health of the human.
Well, all right. Um, I understand. So, so you think it's uh, you you're caring about the land you work with, and uh, and you're careful about the quality of grapes that yeah. that that you have. That's that's very clear. So, can you please also tell us uh, a little bit about uh, the duties, uh, your personal duties in the winery? I know that you are a multitask uh, person. You're doing several things since it's a family-owned uh, company. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, sh I should be quicker to mention what uh, I have not been doing and actually what I don't do. Um, joking aside, I like to sing, uh, to sing that my work doesn't start until after wine bottled. From the design choice of label to market channel choice, from analysis of domestic or foreign market to strategy, from leading fields or event choice to media planning, from sales agent support on field to the hospitality in cellar. But uh, uh, today I can say also that uh, I am in charge of style choice of the wines. Obviously, only the style choice, not of its implementation, because uh, 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 for, for this uh, kind of activity, I have my father and uh, other employer and uh, my enologist. Wow, so that's that's quite a lot. But yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. It's uh, really the... The most um, of the th of the things that um, involve us uh, when lovers actually know this wine and and uh, learn about this wine. So you are really the spokesperson of your wine, forming forming also the style, uh, more or less. So and uh, I must say you did a great job because uh, I know that your wine is uh, now. Uh, on many markets, uh, including Sweden, it's including USA, many places in Europe. Correct. So, and um, that's that's quite impressive. It's it, it, it. I feel so good that it's not only me liking your wine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that there are so many more people appreciating it. Uh, well, that's that's really great. Uh, can you also tell me about your family members, about your father? What's their task? What what they mostly doing? Um, as I said before, Tenuta Scotto is a family affair, uh, but uh, in particular, it's a project uh, of two people, a father and a son. And uh, in fact, you can uh, see uh, this particular relationship between. Uh, uh, father and son, but uh, between my father and me, uh, on uh, one of the label of my wine, Oini, my special piano. Uh, do you remember it? Yes, yes, of course, yes. I remember. Yes. Um, uh, a vision, a, a project of two people, uh, a, visionar, a visionary father and an insane son. <laughs> Um, however, my father, uh, like I said before, is in charge of the production chain from the leading supplier's choice to administrative activities, uh, from coordinating activities of employees to confrontation with our henologist. Um, I hope that in the future someone else in the family can take care of other aspects of the our business. Uh, for uh, for example, uh, after an increase in the of wine tourism offer, 
Okay. Do, do you have uh, brothers and sisters, or maybe two uh, sisters? Oh, you have two sisters. Okay. Yeah. And, and do you have uh, children? Maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Do, do you think Do you think they will uh, They will continue uh, working for the uh, for the winery? Uh, do you wish them to do yeah. that? Uh, no, uh, they they are young, younger young too. They are young too to 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 think to continue my activities. Uh, yeah, yeah, but in the future, yeah. in the future, grow really fast. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, yes, I hope so. Uh, but uh, in this moment, uh, I I can uh, make a provision of that. Okay. 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 Uh, but that, that means you you have to continue doing a great job until they grow up, so they can take after. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you yeah. cannot stop until they grow up. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. All right. So you mentioned the label uh, with the face. Could you uh, please tell uh, us uh, what it means? Like why why you've chosen this face? What it actually means? Uh, yes, um, as usually it is said, uh, the label is the face of wine, and uh, the opposite is also true for our wine. The face is the label. Um, it was uh, a relic, an artifact found in my winery. Obviously, what you see on the label in this moment is the result of the design and the creation process. And that image, that image is the fusion between uh, the stone face found in my winery, the cubism, and the glass of the wine. Um, by the way, you can see the original artifact uh, visiting my winery. Uh, is in the wall in this moment, uh, and uh, you can see the transformation design on uh, my YouTube channel or uh, in uh, my official social page. Nice, but where where did you actually found this artifact? It was a part of some building, where? or how was it found? Oh, I I found I found it in the main uh, uh, vineyard. Oh, that's a story. <laughs> that's a really yeah. interesting yeah. story. It really, yes, it's unique, like my wine. You you found <laughs> it. Uh, you found it in a uh, in a ground. Uh, yeah. Did something yeah. or yes. or how yes. it happened? Tell us. It's really curious. You found it in the ground while uh, doing some uh, work, or how it happened? Yes, 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 yes. Right. It's correct. Wow. Did you it's ever amazing. show it? Did you ever show it to uh, to some specialist or some archaeologist? Maybe. What do they uh, say? <laughs> maybe <laughs> yes. Maybe uh, archaeologist uh, manufacturer. That's really that's really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Oh well. Um. So you mentioned you mentioned that uh, Ginetta Scotti aims to be a very table ambassador of conviviality of south of south of Italy. What do you exactly mean by that? What 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 do you really mean by that? We all know about. Uh, uh hospitality great uh, southern italian hospitality but uh, which hmm. what, what is your idea about this ambassador uh vision ambassador yeah. thing 
Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I will be enough uh, clear in explaining this topic. Uh, from the outset, my desire was uh, to produce the wine that would enclose the soul, the soul and the color of my land. Our, our ambition is to get recognized with an instant and automatic association of ideas. Elegant, pleasant, unique. Who tastes and likes my wines is also attracted to a specific way of life. Detail-oriented, friendly, and empathetic, professional, assertive, and fair. And to stop out here is a beauty lover. Well, mm, okay, so it's really a more marketing thing. Do you, do yeah. you, do you think it's more, it's more like promoting, um, promoting this wine, promoting the style of wine, promoting what exactly, what do you think is the, is the key for, for speaking about this wine? What, 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 what idea helps you promoting it? Uh, um, uh, sorry, uh, the, the aspect, uh, the important aspect to promote my wines, you asked me. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, uh, that, uh, that you're, uh, you're promoting wine, but what, what do you, um, what do you assume a main, uh, I don't know, trait, the main uh, thing you want people to know about your wine or, or a few main things? What is it? Really, the main idea, you know, the main, uh, like the key. Uh, the key, yes. Uh, I think uh, uh, that uh, a, a successful uh, of my uh, value proposition uh, result is the same is the sum of many of many factors. Uh, mm, you cannot put aside from an excellent wine's quality, but uh, I think uh, it's. Uh, also, most important, uh, uh, the placement and the coverage marketing, integrity, and the vision. Yeah, okay. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. We have a question of from Paul Bologna, and uh, I have I have few more questions to ask you, but um, I would like now to to read uh, the question he's asking, uh, and probably it's a good uh, time to answer it now. Uh, so, Paul, let me read it. Um, okay. Uh, the question is, I'm aware of the fact that Fiano has an ability to age well in the bottle. Does Fiano grown in Lapio have this quality of longevity even more so? Also, a question for Adolfo regarding his preference of drinking Fiano with age, 5, 10 years, and etc. How does the wine change? That's that. I must say that's a great question. Thank you, Paul. Uh, so, um, Adolfo, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I think I think that uh, the the bottle is the home of the wine. 
uh, aging in a bottle uh, is uh, most important for the quality of uh, of the wine and for quality of the taste, especially for piano wine. Um, this is the reason because uh, my winery produces two kinds of fiano, uh, fiano di Avellino, uh, with only uh, one half year uh, of aging, and another kind of fiano, uh, which you tasted uh, in uh, some, uh, some months ago, um, Oini, the name Oini with uh, uh, three uh, years of uh, aging uh, before uh, to put uh, to put it uh, on uh, on the market uh, but in my in my opinion uh, um, especially for uh, this uh, this place uh, lapio uh, the, the quality the grip of this place uh, lapio and uh, uh, especially especially for uh, uh, a particular uh, vinification technique uh, I prefer to drink a fiano after four or five years uh, from, uh, from the harvest period. Uh, but uh, I'm really surprised when I tasted my Hoini fiano uh, after uh, also seven, ten years. In, in, in this moment, uh, I, I fall in love uh, for the, uh, the um, fall in love with, uh, for the vintage 2014 of my Oini. Wow, that's that's impressive. And what was which year was your first vintage? Which uh, year? I, uh, I, uh, my first vintage uh, 2010. 2010. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm uh, um, uh, maybe in the next spring or uh, summer. Uh, I have to to plan an event. Uh, uh, an important event in my winery, uh, and for me, uh, I'm very glad if you will visit uh, uh, or uh, other wine ambassador of my winery, uh, because uh, in uh, in that occasion, uh, I will open uh, uh, all my uh, vintages of this of this piano at the beginning. How many vintages are you going to show to, to present? Ten. For ten. Wow. Ten. Ten. That's ten really vintages. impressive. Yeah. That's that's really, really impressive. <laughs> send, Keep in touch. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> there would there would be a really a great opportunity to see the how it develops. It's really interesting. I must say, from my experience, I think Paul has the same opinion because yeah. he was also in the group uh, for Campania uh, Gita Scholastica that uh, the, the most interesting uh, wines of Fiano were the ones that are older, that are five, seven, and older uh, yeah. vintages, well, years old. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really uh, impressive how how it develops with the time you know it's it's aromatic profiles get so much richer so much more expressive really outstanding um, yeah. so i i mentioned uh we, i wouldn't we still didn't mention that you uh, your fiano of 2021 just recently received trebichieri by Vandere rosso congratulations on that Thank you. And uh, I'm really curious. Uh, I'm, I have no doubt you had a lot of job to do, a lot of work to do uh, to reach that. Um, 
to reach that recognition. But could you please share us uh, from your side which uh, steps were taken for this result? What exactly did you do? Did you actually aim for Tradikieri or some any other recognition? And, and what do you do for that uh, to actually reach there? Um, it's not too easy to reply to this question. Uh, and then uh, uh, I can't reveal my secret. Could be listening some wine producers. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Uh, well, as I said before, uh, I think that uh, um, a, an accolade, uh, a, a good result, uh, uh, a success uh, um, uh, becomes from uh, many, many factors. Uh, um, obviously, uh, it's important the quality, the excellent quality of wine. Uh, but uh, it's important uh, uh, all activities. Uh, um, for example, uh, it's important the placement, uh, the coverage of a market. Of a market. Uh, when, uh, uh, when, when a winery sells the wine in the right places at the right price, with a good number of top clients. So for example, uh, in, uh, for my winery, we have, uh, uh, my wine is uh, uh, inserted uh, in uh, many, many wine lists of uh, three, two, and one uh, Michelin star. Um, transforms the wine in a real ambassador of its lender. Um, because, uh, we must remember that the wine is not only a beverage, it's a story to tell. Um, and in the end, uh, in my opinion, it is a question of coherence and of credibility, achievable through quality, image, and the relationship with the stakeholders over time. And for a guide, uh, it's most important all these factors. That's that's really interesting. And, and considering that uh, your wine ages so well, do you actually uh, keep it in the cellar? Or keep it um, keep it in the winery before selling it uh, until it uh, develops, or you you sell right away? You don't uh, keep it for any time. What is your what is your idea on that? No, I, I, you can uh, you can repeat uh, the question. Sorry. Yes, uh, as we as we discussed already, that uh, uh, piano yeah. wines are get getting so much better with time, and uh, yeah. you say uh, that you also like the wines that are of four and five years older. Yeah. Uh, so, do you actually uh, keep the wines? Do you you do not sell the wines until the if a few years until they reach some uh level of development, or you sell young vintages right okay. away? Okay. Okay. Uh, as I said, uh, I sell uh, one kind of piano after uh, one one year uh, from uh, uh, harvest period. And uh, another piano we need after uh, three years start to sell, start to sell. But uh, in this moment, uh, you can find uh, in uh, many top restaurants uh, uh, also older vintages of my wine. 
the minimum uh, the minimum is three years for OINI uh, when start uh, the 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 sale uh, um, process uh, and uh, uh, one year from uh, Fiano di Avellino. But uh, um, uh, I, I like to say I like to say also that it's most important. Uh, uh, the the choice uh, of the best moment for the harvest period uh, for the pick up the grape from the plants uh, after uh, um, technological maturation uh, and uh, phenolic maturation uh, it's most important to have uh, the mature grape uh, with uh, its aroma uh, especially uh, uh, with the uh, white uh, wines. Uh, um, this is my opinion. This is the philosophy of my winery. Yes, I, I absolutely agree because it has uh, terpenes uh, that develop with an aging and uh, they, uh, they bring more expressive uh, aromas to the wine only with time. That's how it. That's how the chemistry of wine actually works. That's that's what I read yeah. in, in the books, at least. Yes, so, for and, example. And I think, I think it's really smartness. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. For example, it's important. It's really important to say uh, also uh, that uh, in this moment uh, we are always uh, no, we are, we are in the harvest period yet, and uh, we are in October months. I was going to ask whether you uh, picked your grapes already or you did not. So, so they're yeah. still there. Well, I, th- I think that I will pick up uh, uh, the grape uh, from uh, from uh, Lapio in uh, Campo Marino via Campo Marino address uh, the next week. Wow, that's 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 it's that's amazing. amazing yeah really yeah because yeah. I, I remember it, it, i remember how hot it was uh in uh in campania in september and yeah uh it's really great that uh uh that the the, the grapes the berries can stay on the great on, on the on the on the vine for this long yeah not burning they they just really getting in the right shape yeah yeah. Very, very nice. Very interesting. And I think it's really a smart strategy of yours to uh, have older vintages. The to... risk, the risk is high. The risk is high, but uh, in the but also the quality in the bottle after. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's very true. Very true. So um, I think I have a last question for you, and there is some. Uh, there is another. Um, ambassador asking um, a question uh, also so I will continue with my question and then I will switch to to the question from the audience so uh, what do you consider uh, to be the most prospective markets for Tinuto Scott now and why um, you, you already presented yeah. it at many uh, in, in the main uh, yeah. uh, markets for Italian wines for sure it's Germany, it's USA it's Great Britain, it's uh, northern countries, northern Europe, like uh, Sweden. But yeah. uh, what what do you think are the most prospective uh, markets for Genovese Corta? Yeah, um, at the moment, I think that any prediction is hard to make. Um, way too many variables: political instability, social instability due to high prices of goods and the energy, and others. 
Um, uh, but uh, I have to say uh, that I'm really happy about the work with the current markets uh, and my historic uh, partners. Uh, as you said uh, before, actually we export in almost all states of Europe, uh, USA and Japan. My attention uh, will be will be focused focused always on the domestic market with about sixty uh, percent turnover. And uh, I would like to expand my presence in the East. At the moment, uh, I sell only in Japan. Uh, I think also, given our sites, selling in 16 states is a great result from the West to East. Result obtained thanks to our vinification style. Tenuta uh, Scotto, from the beginning, provided the, mar the market with the products uh, that uh, full express the characteristic of the area in which they are born, but in the same cap capable to convey their unique identity. However, I began with the, the idea that the first impression that we receive after drinking a wine is that of pleasantness, if there is one. And the pleasantness derives from the elegance, or in other words, from excellent flower and olfactory balance. Yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> I I I totally agree with that, and uh, I'm just really uh, wish to to have. Um, uh, your wine in Slovenia someday because <laughs> I find it really difficult to to find a decent Fiano over here in Ljubljana, and uh, but uh, so well we'll work on it. I I hope. Yeah. And yeah. there's uh, one question about uh, Jin Wang. We we have yeah. uh, I think uh, ten more minutes to uh, to go of the session. So the question of Jin Wang is um, uh, she says thank to you and. Uh, Question: How do you comment the the vintage uh, this vintage for your winery in the future? Climate change uh, for you is uh, going which way? Will it affect a lot uh, for your elegant style? Yeah. Probably mean uh, mean this uh, hot year uh, in uh, in Italy. Uh, it's a it's a it's a, it's a problem for. Uh uh for every producers uh, the the change of the climate condition and uh, in uh, in our philosophy uh, the the attention in uh, vineyards is uh, one of the most uh, step to get uh, elegant uh, uh, wine um we we have a shift uh, on on the time, uh, some uh, agricultural uh, activities, uh, which uh, uh, make uh, before uh, in the past, and uh, this is uh, one of the strategy uh, to 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 cover uh, to to defend uh, the the plants and the grape uh, uh, by this uh, this kind of. Uh, uh, of dangerous um, activity. Yeah, but do you think uh, this year uh, style will be different from the previous ones? I think it, I think so. In I in which so. Uh, in which way do you think? More uh, more acidity is uh, for this uh, 
for this year, more acidity. Um, the, the quantity finally uh, is good because in the past, uh, uh, the frost damage uh, reduced uh, the quantities uh, of, uh, uh, of harvest. The, the quantity is good, uh, but uh, uh, in maybe the acidity is uh, higher uh, this year. Um, and uh, maybe uh, it's uh, more difficult to, to get uh, a good balance in the wine. And uh, sorry, and uh, and uh, and especially in this year, is important, uh, is really important to wait more time to drink. Okay, so we have to wait a little bit more and drink the rest of the vintages yeah. before uh, having this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In the in meantime, in the meantime, uh, you can drink uh, uh, oini. Uh, because uh, in this moment uh, you can drink uh, on the market uh, 2000, 2019. 2019, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we, we, uh, we started to sell uh, this vintage uh, uh, three or four months ago. Oh, that's very nice. And when do you think uh, yes. the vintage uh, which, which got uh, Trebicieri will be available? Uh, yeah, yeah. 2021. Yes. When when yes, it will be exactly. available? Yeah, uh, uh, I start to sell. Uh, I started to sell this wine uh, in May, and uh, and uh, now is available. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. I think it was a really really nice talk. Uh, I think I'm done with all the questions, and uh, uh, thank you, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you. I want to thank the audience for the for the questions. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Jing. Really, really nice questions indeed. I hope you enjoyed um, our talk. And um, we have, I think, a couple more minutes. If anyone uh, has any uh, questions about uh, Fiano, about Lapio, about Tinuta uh, Scotta. Uh, very good. I agreed. It was very interesting. And we had a very interesting, uh, interested audience as well. So thank you for all those questions coming in. Adolfo, can you just briefly recap um, how many wine labels you have? And so how many different wines? And uh, what is the volume of production? How many bottles do you produce? Uh, hello, Stevie. Hello. Uh, hello, Stevie. Uh, I produce uh, um, I produce uh, um, four white wines: uh, Falangina, Greco di Tufo, Fiano di Avellino, and Oini, my special Fiano. And I produce uh, four red wines: Ayanico, Taurasi from Ayanico Grip, um, Redo. It's always an Ayanico and Stilla Maris. Uh, uh, it's a crew of Ayanico uh, uh, grape, uh, and uh, for me, it's a special uh, Taurasi wine. Okay, excellent. And how many bottles do you pr produce? Uh, we, we are under uh, 100,000 bottles per year. Okay. And where are your wines available, both internationally and also mostly in Italy, mostly in Campania, what is the distribution scheme for your winery? Okay, I, I, I sell 60% uh, uh, of, uh, of my wine in uh, Italy, 
with the uh, un- 20 with the 25 percent in campania region uh, okay. of the of the of 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 60 percent and uh, other 40 percent uh, i export uh, in uh, 16 uh, states excellent okay very good well thank you so much adolfo and hope to see you very soon at wine to wine or in italy and maybe yes. next time in Campania. Looking very much forward to that. And thank you for your time today. Anna, you did a wonderful job. Um, I think you can pretty much take over for me every time. No problem. <laughs> thank you, Steve. <laughs> like, I'm going to bring Laika back if she's available. Tell yeah, I'm going. still here. Listen, Laika, yeah. can you uh, tell us what's going on next time? Okay, so the next one is on Thursday. So we've got Peggy Bowden. Actually, she's here. And she's going to Ciao, interview. Peggy. <laughs> hey, Peggy. So we're going, uh, she's going to um, interview Francesca Acor- Acornero. Um, that's going to be on Thursday, October 20 at 6 p.m. Italian time. Zone. Okay, excellent. So we'll be looking forward to that. Peggy was our best student uh, um, from the class, so you can expect great stuff from her. No pressure, Peggy. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Signing off. See you next time. Ciao, Adolfo. Ciao, Anna. Ciao, Laika. Ciao, everybody. Ciao, ciao Gazi. Stevie. And don't forget, ciao, we Stevie. will replay on Italian ciao, podcast. Ciao. I will, and I will wait, we, I will wait yeah. to my winery. Yes, and also we hit 4 million listens this week. So congratulations to everybody and thank you all for your support. Ciao ragazzi. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, tickets are on sale now. So for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.